Welcome to Parks and Wrecked. Y'all, we've made it to season two. We back. Episode one, Pawnee Zoo. I'm Joey. Haley. And I'm Sean. If you've never listened to the show before, Sean works in Parks and Rec, but has not seen Parks and Rec prior to us starting this podcast. So you're now seven episodes in with Pawnee Zoo. It's very exciting. And of course, to add a little element to it, we're also getting Parks and Rec simultaneously. I'm going old school with a Miller Lite tonight. Oh, I'm drinking uh, Austin East Cider Dry Cider. And I am hungover. Uh, had several shots of Malibu Black last night. And so I'm not that I'm still wrecked, but I am not wrecking myself right now. But I do have plans tonight to get sort of wrecked. Maybe wreckage in the future. Yeah. But the very near future. As of right now, hungover, Sean, is the status of my body right now. <laughs> hungover, Sean, is the status. I like it. Correct. So. Pawnee Zoo, we get more poop being flung, <laughs> which is always exciting. Monkeys throwing feces, although that's part of our trivia. So let's just knock the trivia out right, right away. We're changing up, guys. Yeah, we're adding some new installments to this. Trivia is going to be one of them. There's lots of little tidbits, little nuances in these episodes. And so we want to make sure that y'all are paying attention. So the trivia today is while they're at the Pawnee Zoo... In addition to marrying two penguins that turn out to be two male penguins, so it's a gay penguin wedding. Which is fine. What are the other two ceremonies that Leslie says they've done before at the zoo? Ooh, I forgot. So over the summer, they're doing like promotional things to get more people interested in coming to the zoo. So they do, I think, a chimpanzee graduation, which and they wanted them to uh, fling the hats, but instead they just flung the poop because that's what they do. Oh, and then they did a parakeet birthday party because parakeets uh, are, they live long. That's, I think that was her rationale. Like they live a long time. So let's do a birthday party. Yeah. This parakeet was turning 60 years old, Man. which is very exciting. I hope I make it to 60. 60? I thought it was like 63 or 60 years old. Oh, we got to go back. No, I wrote it down when it happened. Oh, 60. okay. Man, half trivia. We don't have to go back. Yeah. I mean, I didn't ask for the specific age, so we'll. We'll allow it. Sean gets zero points, but you have the <laughs> honor of recapping the episode. <coughs> All right. So recap. Sorry for the clap. Um, we <laughs> um, starts off. Ron walks into uh, Leslie's office and said, "All right. So here's the situation." And then Leslie just continues to rap. Parents don't understand by Will Smith, and everybody's looking at her. Um, April is not pleased by this rap she's looking through the window looking very distraught i guess as distraught as she can look um and when she concludes uh ron's like oh there's a guy on fire in the park and so leslie leaves then we have the opening theme and then we come back and they're at the zoo and you're greeted by a chimpanzee throwing poop at the people and leslie and april are marry marrying two penguins and April's wearing a wedding dress for some reason that for I don't understand. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> looking very happy, as she always does. 
Um, and turns out that the two penguins are male. Um, their names were Flipper, Flipper and Tux, or are Flipper and Tux. They're not dead. Um, and she didn't know that they were both male. And so now she has a situation on her hands. I'm guessing Pawnee is pretty conservative. And so um, not a lot of people were happy that Leslie pulled this stunt, as they say. It was an accident. She didn't know that they were both male. She um, just thought it would be a cute, fun thing to do yeah. that would get like kids involved and families coming. And then people took it and ran with it like, oh, you're trying to support gay marriage. You're trying to do this and like yelling at her. Like as soon as the uh, ceremony concluded, the penguins started smashing and there was they was blurred out. I was like, oh, that's weird. I don't know how they made that work. But <laughs> we go back to the office. I just, you, uh, when you're doing a video editing software, you can make a little uh, Gaussian blur so you can make a. A black box yes. or yes, an oval. That's the part he didn't understand. Anyways. He, anyways. As you were. This lady named Marsha, who's not a good person, comes into Leslie's office. She works for some family. The Society for Family Stability Foundation, the yeah. SFSF. And she pulled the whole, <laughs> oh, when gays get married, that ruins marriage for the rest of us. And she asked Leslie, oh, are you married? And Leslie's like, no, not yet. And I have a plan, stuff like that, making her really uncomfortable. Um, but yeah, I was really feeling sorry for Leslie for getting attacked for marrying two penguins. Um, what else happened? And so we move along. Uh, she gets Leslie gets invited to go on a TV show. What was the What was the host's name? That Tom Joan Calamazzo. Joan Calamazzo. That Tom Aziz Ansari. He's always hitting on I guess every time he goes on the show and he got invited back for supper who knows what happened after that um but she went on a show they uh they continue to attack Leslie ask for Leslie's resignation if she did not decide to annul the wedding why do you need to annul a penguin wedding get out of here she also doesn't have the authority to marry anyone she literally says in the wedding ceremony by the power vested in me by Parks and Rec. Yeah. Or like pa- Pawnee Parks and Rec or That's something. Not real. So she has, yeah, no authority. This is not a real wedding. There's nothing there. But yeah. Leslie kind of loses it a little bit. But I mean, I was on Team Leslie here. Just leave her alone. Meanwhile, um, we were left on a cliffhanger or, uh, yeah, a cliffhanger from the season finale of episode one. Because Mark fell in that pit and it sounded like everything broke as he fell down. It looks like he lands on his head as he's like tumbling down the hill. Yeah. And when they started the episode of, you know, season two, episode one, they don't even reference it until like after the first commercial break. And he's okay. apparently. He was in the hospital for a week. Um, He and Perkins was saying that, oh, something must have shook up in his head because he's like really a really nice guy now and they're kind of like flirting around or whatever looking at the back tattoo of some other patient um and so yeah they're kind of starting to hit it off we'll see what happens there i mean i don't think that's a good choice for ann you know she should you know get hit me up give me a call you know you did have at least three moments of of lust for rashida jones this episode which is always entertaining it's not lust it's love you did not try to reach through the screen for a hug it, it didn't so work I like, it didn't work yeah Last time. So. A little more subdued this time. It was nice. I mean, I still need some 3D goggles. I could take some of those. 
um, you know, virtual reality. We got that now, right? I mean, you can wear them, but it probably won't have an effect with this shadow. You don't know. You don't know. I mean, give it a try. Okay. Next episode. All right. Um, yeah. I'll watch it alone. So Mark asked her out, too. He asked her to go. Oh, yeah. See, what was that, like a movie or a Mark yeah, invites a documentary. her to, and this this is a nice segue to another uh, little new segment that we'd like to introduce, which is in Parks and Rec, there's a lot of food. There's a lot of going <laughs> to restaurants, going to eateries, food being consumed. And so we'd like to call those moments out in the episode because they're kind of fun to, to point around at. During Leslie's cold open, Jerry's making some coffee, as he's often wont to do. And the reason I brought this up right now is because Mark invites Anne while she's holding her lunch, which turns out to be salad. She doesn't like salad. Or Leslie no, doesn't Leslie. like Leslie hates salad. And Mark invites her to see a documentary about food. He said, hey, have you seen that documentary about food? And when Anne says no, he was like, well, maybe we could see it together. He's and a real player, this guy. He really is. And uh, other food, Mark is eating a sandwich. Leslie says, Brendanowicz, you big sandwich monster. The gay bar. He gives him a friendly punch. Yeah. Just, yes. just a punch for friends. This is not flirty. She's making it very obvious that their relationship is professional and friend and not romantic. And Sean, perhaps you were getting to this in your recap, um, but chronologically where you ended, this is already passed in the show, where Leslie goes to a gay bar called The Bulge and is the guest of honor there and everyone loves it. And she brings in, she, she loves all of the attention on her. They're chanting her name. So she dances to Boom Boom Pow. She sings along to Poker Face singing sha blah 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 <laughs> which i believe are the correct lyrics to yes. lady gaga's if anybody wants to tell us what the incorrect gaga, lyrics are. lady gaga's 2009 smash hit poker face 2009 i believe oh, so no yeah no i guess that makes sense but anyway the, the gay bar the bulge sends a cake to leslie that cake looked good in support of her the cake it did had two look little good. cute little penguins on the top and it was just a bed of white like they were on the ice or something and then two penguins in the center leslie was eating oreos too Exactly. That was the last. Oh, you're gonna bring that up? Stuff. Nice. It was Oreos, yes. perhaps double stuffed. Unclear. No, it was not double stuffed. Oh, Sean can tell. Yes. Also, I feel like Sean gets those trivia points for that one. Well done. M- Yay! And then Leslie also takes a uh, shot at the bar. Several. There's, there's shots. also just drinks. Yeah, all she around. She dances, pushes, uh, pushes. <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> she pushes Tom out the way on the dance floor. Like I guess they were moshing, but they were the only. She was the only one doing it. I don't know what happened there, but it's pretty funny. She just needed more room, maybe. Oh, but yeah. one of the shots she gets handed, she well, goes, that was Ooh, that was Anne that pushed green. Tom out of the way. Oh, and it's then Tom's she being a creeper. It. Yeah. Well, that's quite the character for him being married, which I still don't understand. Why is he hitting on everybody while he's married? Oh, how little you know. Oh. They explain it eventually, if I recall correctly. But well, Haley, you were so saying one of the shots, Leslie... Yeah, she's uh, like she's at the front of the room. April and April's boyfriend bring her up there to the front uh, at the bulge. They're going to honor her, boyfriend. and then somebody hands her a shot, and she's a, she's trying to say like, "Hey, I wasn't trying to take a political stand," but that's at that same moment that everyone's chanting her name, so she kind of gets caught up in that moment. And then she looks at the shot and she goes, "Ooh, it's green," and then just drinks it, which I think is funny. Uh, like, oh, something I have no idea what it is. Let me just. Drink that right quick, and yeah, that's and what I was trying colorful. to say. Yeah, might yeah. as well go for it. I'm sorry, I skipped all of that part. I just jumped right to Leslie's TV interview. All of that happened before going to the bulge, 
which looked like a pretty fun place. Uh, we should go check it out if we're ever in Pawnee, Indiana. But uh, yeah, all that happened before she went on TV. And yeah. Frankie just climbed up onto my lap and breathed into the microphone. Now she's so trying to get on apologies. my lap. Oh, and oh, she successfully There is. she is. Hi, hi, dog. Well, Sean referenced this as well that April's gay boyfriend, Derek. Right. Who is simultaneously dating a person named Ben. And they explain the situation is that Derek is gay, except for dating April. And he's no, dating. No, he's straight for April. He's straight for April, but he's. But gay for Ben. Gay for Ben. And, and April ben. hates Ben. Yes. There you go. And that leads to my favorite quote of the episode, which is Leslie in a talking head right after that saying, the thing about youth culture is I don't understand it. <laughs> That was Which is, I kind of feel like I'm starting to feel that way, too. Get off my lawn. Yeah, I say get off my damn lawn at least four times a year. Uh, and I can't I can't get the the floss. I can't get the floss dance down. I can't do this. The soccer celebration that we were trying to do the Dude, other day. Dude, I can do flip. it so good. Just so everyone knows. If, if you ever need. What we're talking about. If Explain you how to do it. Ever need to see someone do this, I can show you. Uh, what's the guy's name? I'm trying to describe it right now. You got a vamp. I, I need to look. Oh, up okay. His name. So, I um, I, like I don't even know, but basically, I don't know if you've ever tried to do those things where you put your thumb and forefinger over your eye, and then you put your other three fingers down by your chin and make like a mask. Well, he does that, but then he like pops his three fingers up onto his forehead. I'm currently doing it right now as I speak about it. We'll post um, a picture on Twitter. So he does that. And his name is Deli Alley. If we you want to look it up, D-E-L-E-A-L-L-I. So you can do it with two hands? Yeah, dude. I'm oh. doing it right now with both hands. It looks like a raccoon with uh, like really aggressive eyebrows, I guess. So anyway, we were at Pluckers the other night when Joey brings this up, and he's like, hey, this is a thing. And I was like, wait a second. And so then I sat there trying to figure it out. And then once I figured it out, it was kind of fun to do. And so then I figured it out with both hands. And so, yeah. I broke my wrist trying to do it. Yeah, so it's fun to do because nobody not always else can fun. do it. Yeah. yeah. Well, plus I like the... I like to go from the mask to the soccer pose to the mask to the soccer pose. If you hear something weird, it's Frankie licking <laughs> me in the mouth as we're talking right now. She's fully. Sean's under attack. <laughs> She's fully upon you. Oh, no. And I broke the microphone. Frankie, get down. Magical. All right, we're back. Frankie listens to Haley. Oh, now she's sad. And so the. Um, Going through the rest of the episode, because I'm jealous I can't do the eye thing. Um, Leslie does not end up um, annulling the wedding or resigning. She instead puts the penguins in her car. And <laughs> this was a great scene. <laughs> they're in the back of her car with two crisscross uh, seatbelts on their car seat and Leslie is spraying them with water, I suppose. She's like spritzing them periodically so they don't dry out and die. Right. I don't know where she's taking them. Uh, to Iowa. She oh. transferred them to a different zoo where gay marriage is legal in that state. Right. Right. Um, and that was the end. I forgot to mention that um, Chris Pratt's character, his name is escaping me. Andy. 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 At, so at the conclusion of season one, Anne broke up with Andy, and Andy said, hey, Mark fell in a pit, and so when Anne went to go check it out, he snuck back in the house. Well, she broke up with him again, I guess, and um, he was back from Kansas from on his hike, um, 
I don't think he ever went to Kansas, and but he told Anne. Yeah, he told. I'm gonna go to Kansas and climb mountains. And she was like, "Okay." And he had a full suit on, uh, and apologized and tried to uh, ask Anne to reconsider the relationship. She s- said she was sure about her decision. She said it's too late to apologize. To apologize. Um, <laughs> and so he left. And this entire time, in between seasons, he's been living in the pit with his little tent. And he said the hardest thing is trying to keep that suit he bought pressed, which I don't know how you afford it. And the that. rats. Oh, there's rats. There's a lot of rats. In the pit. And so, yeah, that was a quick backtrack. But then, yeah, with Leslie taking the penguins to Iowa, that was the end of the episode. And next episode, we'll be in Iowa. No, I'm just kidding. I don't know. We can. We're going to go on location. Oh, I was just saying the show, like Will, like W-I-L-L, oh, not we not will us? be. No. Oh. no, I don't think it's worth traveling to Iowa for one I mean, I've never been coming back. Have you ever been to Iowa? No. Huh. I have. Have I? Grew no. up, I grew up in Chicago area, so I Iowa is just next door to the west, about four hours. Did we go to a wedding in Iowa? No, I don't believe so. Oh, no. Ohio. Yes. Yeah. Same Not thing. Iowa. Um, no, vastly different. Oh. Uh, Iowa is where I've ran my only marathon in life, the Quad Cities Marathon, which spans Western Illinois and Eastern Iowa. And you run across a government island that is normally closed off to the public. So that was a lot of I didn't know fun that. to think about. Although while I was doing it, that was, you know, the middle of the race already. So. 13, 14, 15 miles in, you don't necessarily admire your surroundings as much. But I suppose during the breaks when I had to walk, I was like, you know what? This isn't bad. You should get one of those 26.2 stickers. I don't want one, but oh, I don't, I, <laughs> I don't know. I always feel like those people... Those run, a, people. run a lot more, yeah. The people that show off their marathon stickers. Oh, like they've like they've done a, it yeah. multiple times, not just the yeah, one time. Or are just frequent runners in general. Let me get that zero point zero yeah. sticker. Sean started and then walked away from the finish line. But I will say, if you he ever do run a marathon, <laughs> negative, uh, negative point do five. not. I uh, r- go past your um your there's like timekeepers for different things if you're like I want like a nine minute mile pace or like an eight and a half minute mile pace there's people carrying signs that are running at that pace so you know to stick with them and I would say if you have a pace you're coming in with a pace to not go past that person because I was like all right I want like an eight minute 45 second mile pace which would put me just under four hours I thought that was reasonable I was in good shape back then it seemed all right and then within the first mile, I was like, this is too slow for me. And I just ran right oh, by no. him and was fine the first half marathon, the first half of the marathon. And then around mile 15 or so, I think is when I really died. Hit that wall. You died. Hit that wall. But then I made friends with someone because we kept passing each other. And then we walked for a little bit and then we ran and they uh, kind of motivated the finish each other. Line, yeah. At the finish line, there's like a huge wall of people and they're all cheering you on. You sprint through. They call your name. It was great the closest i've come to an olympic race and probably closest i ever will nice how did um how were your feet after the marathon they were all right i think um more so my legs were in a lot of pain i i also didn't help my cause because first of all driving to the marathon was a good three and a half four hour drive and then this was right after i had taken a job in los angeles so i had flown back to fly for the marathon and then 
I believe late, either later that night or early the next morning, I flew back. So within 24 hours of running, I'd flown back to Los Angeles. So I don't, I wouldn't recommend getting on a plane after running a marathon either. Yeah, that sounds really rough. Particularly if you're tall and have long legs and to amputate your legs and coach and just have to, you know, put your knees up by your ears while you're sitting for four hours. So for a good week or so, I could not really stand upright. And if I had to go to someone's desk to talk to them, I'd have to lean fully over on the desk like hey what's up guys <laughs> and then stay there for five minutes while i recovered and was able to push myself back up did you wear band-aids over your nipples uh i think i used vaseline or Aquaphor oh that was a joke that's a real like thing that. <laughs> oh, that and on like around your hips area too where you'll, you'll where chafing will occur yeah and i'd wear uh water bottles while i was training like the little water belt and shout out to to sam who got a nod uh, maybe just last episode, even where he He's got been on two episodes. Uh, where, he got, Sam. where his uh, bird poop. Uh, oh, in, yeah. a, in a better moment, he lent me his his water belt, so I was able to train. Does he run marathons? That. He did at some point. Wow. He ran track and cross country in high school. And I mean, I did too. But does I he I run marathons and flip flops? I never ran I marathons. So. That seems dangerous. Well, I mean, I I wouldn't be shocked if he did. I mean, if you can pull it off, but maybe the ninja shoes. That yeah, that would be fine. Flip flops would be awful. Ninja shoes, like the ones that the go toe over shoes. your toes, yeah, and over your feet. They're like a, they're sort of like a second. They skin. look like rubber socks almost. One but of the they brands is Five Fingers, but I don't know toes. what the other. I've surely are. seen people wearing these. I'll Google. They look like batting gloves for your feet. I haven't seen any in a long oh. time though. It's been a while. I know yeah. you've fallen out of favor a little bit. Yeah. Now everyone just has these scooters that they ride around town. Yeah, those are lime things. Yeah. I was driving the other day um, on, no, I wasn't. I was walking, actually. And I was on South 1st Street going north towards downtown. Uh, and my brother and sister were walking with me. And then these people came, like, out from under a tree, sort of. Like, the tree was overgrown over the sidewalk. And they were on those scooters. This girl came around from the tree and then, I guess, lost her balance and, like, crashed. Uh, oh, no. but yeah, it looked, it was like really scary. Cause we were kind of in front really scary, but you know what I mean? Um, we were watching her and I'm sitting there like, Oh no. Like I did the whole, like reach my arm out towards her. Like you're about to fall. I couldn't do anything. I wasn't that close. So I see her like start to wobble and then she's like trying to regain and then she hits a stick and then she falls sideways and then she lands on this hillside and she kind of like stands up and brushes it off gets back on the scooter. And then her friend or boyfriend comes around the corner so he missed most of this, but I was like, oh, man, mm-hmm. this whole thing that just happened. She recovered really quick, but at the same time, it's like, yeah, it's that sucks. For People yeah. are pretty reckless on those, from what I've seen. You're supposed to drive in the street with um, a no, the they're not scooter. Street. If yeah, she was on the sidewalk. It's like if you're if the, the speed limit is under a certain amount, you're supposed to be in the street. I don't know exactly what that amount is, but every time I've seen someone in the street, they're like weaving all over the place. And I'm like, what are you doing? Like, Dying. be either be... I mean, you're not supposed to be in a bike lane, but either be in the bike lane or just act like you're a car and be dry. Like, you wouldn't be swerving all over the place. So you can't be in, in the car. bike lane with those? I don't think you're supposed to be. I don't know the I don't rules. really know all the they logistics. They go pretty quick, though. I just know that I was downtown a little while ago and downtown. in like a seven, excellent workshop, and like a seven block radius ran into, not even exaggerating, like 18 people on scooters and at least twice almost they just almost drove right into me because they're not paying attention and sometimes i'll see people wearing headphones while they're riding them and i'm like that's the equivalent of me being on my phone while i'm driving like you're not paying attention you're distracted 
and boom, you crash into me. That's government. What happens then? That's government employees should do something about that. Yes. And I guess being why don't you parks and wreck this nonsense out here? I'm fine with the scooters. Mm -hmm. I like the idea of them, but it's like use them competently. I wonder how much they cost. Parks and get into a wreck. Um, yeah. Oh, yeah. Did y'all like that comment? Um. So how no. this re- this? Oh, you didn't. How <laughs> I did like <laughs> how proud you were. I thought it had potential. You looked into the sky. Like, don't know if it's like, landed like, well. I was waiting a, for the majesty just to come in. You were like admiring a butterfly that's just broke out of its cocoon. Like you're speaking of butterflies. Yeah, I have us. a butterfly story. There's a uh, there's a meme out there, and it's a dude holding a butterfly. Have y'all seen this meme? No, no, I've never seen any okay, memes. Well, that, there goes my story because I've been wanting to ask people, what does that meme mean? I don't get it. So if you're listening to the show and what you know what I'm talking about, mean? drop a comment and just inform Sean what's going on. Um, but yes, continue with your butterfly story. Oh, it's not much of one. I was somewhere, I was at a picnic yesterday for my job and this butterfly that was like mostly black and maybe like light brown colored flew by really quick and me and this small girl who were there both like looked around we were the only people that seemed to notice it uh and we both kind of had a moment of was that a bat and then she turned and said i think that was a bat and i said i thought it was a bat but now i think it's a butterfly and we had just had this but it was kind of cool because it really looked like a bat and it was really close to our faces but it was a butterfly two great stories about butterflies the way this episode uh great stuff <laughs> The way this episode fun. related yeah. to my job, um, not much. Um, we, but we're not allowed to take, I guess, political or social stances while on the job. Um, and I mean, we live in Austin, so Austin's pretty. Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Not liberal, but I mean, they, you know, they understand. They're not taking any stances over gay people, like. It's more socially acceptable here, uh, I guess, uh, instead of Pawnee, that, you know, have gay marriage and all that good stuff, which is fine. Um, And so when I'm at work, whenever somebody tries to bring it up or anything, because we do have individuals that will come into the rec center and they'll be like having a conversation with each other and talking, you know, uh, bad about whoever whether it's uh, the transgender or it's gay people or um, we do have racist folks coming to the rec rec center. Um, We kind of just tell them to, you know, calm that down, shut that noise. We don't need that here. Um, But I myself can't make any comment uh, for or against while I'm on the job. Um, And, but, and the only other place where I, um, I guess related to this episode is, Whenever they were accusing Leslie of using taxpayer money to marry two penguins, um, I'll get that sometimes where when if I'm getting um, criticized about my job or if we're doing something like, oh, well, I pay taxes, so you should allow me to use the rec center when I want. Um, I'm like, sir, ma'am, we have specific hours. The gym is reserved. I'm sorry. I pay taxes. I pay this much money in taxes. I should be able to. No, we have policies as well. They pay taxes and they pay the rental fee so you can have a nice day. I don't put it just like that, but I'm more nice about it when I'm wearing my city shirt. But yeah, that 
those two instances were pro- probably the only ways that this episode related to actual parks, my actual parks and rec experience. And Joey, you've had a lot of experiences in your job where you've had to uh, kind of like negate negative customer reviews or at least respond to them. Yes. And I, I would say more so in, in previous jobs, there's been a lot of people. I mean, people in general, I think like to complain and it's easier to, this is true say something negative than it is to say something positive you could have 10 great experiences at a place and then if that 11th one something goes wrong you forget about the previous 10 and you just remember the one and so that's uh you know you got to kind of learn how to to mitigate some some instances like that but i think generally um most of the time people just want to be heard at all so if you are responding back and you're like hey there's actually someone that's listening to you for the most part, they won't be as aggressive as our girl Marsha Langman. Oh, More I did like that without Langman. even looking. Yes, Marsha Langman of the SFSF. Do you have any like standout experiences without saying any names, obviously? No, say the names. I do. Say uh, my name. There's, yeah, I don't really want to potentially risk anyone getting in trouble. I will say there's a... a he might still be out there, but there was a guy who would leave reviews on Yelp strictly based on what uh, the tap water situation was like. So if they served you very cold water with lemon, he'd give you five stars. But if it was room temperature, no ice, maybe you're just getting three stars. And I and he had like hundreds of reviews. And I was just like, this is amazing that you've invested so much time into this. And every line was just you know, a sentence about the water. It wasn't anything thoroughly detailed or anything like that, but more power to him, I guess. Although that anytime that would pop up as, as a review to respond to or flag to an owner or something, I'm just like, well, you're not going to change this person's mind. You're not going to be like, Hey, we're going to put ice in this. So that was more of just kind of a, an obscure one, but it's one I remember. So there we go. Nice. Bam. And Sean, at this point in the show, we're in season two. Season two, baby. Who's your favorite character? My favorite character this episode was Leslie because I was on Team Nope here. Um, she ended up kind of sort of standing up for uh, for gay rights unintentionally, which I was a big fan of. And so right now she was my favorite character. She wasn't dumb like she was in the previous episodes. Especially that banquet episode in season one. Oh man, she was she was losing Sean's favor there. Yeah, I just referenced myself in the third person. Um, but she did a good job this episode. Um, didn't do that great of a job defending herself on the TV show, but she was flustered, she was upset, and I was rooting for her. I'm always a big fan of the Pawnee Today episodes. They're just a spoiler alert, Sean. You're going to see more of Mo Collins, who plays Joan Calamezzo. And just really anytime they have any TV person, I believe Perd Happley, I will be making an appearance. I don't think he's he's been on yet, but I believe he makes an appearance in season two. I seem Who? to remember Perd Happley. He's the reporter for, I don't think it's for Pawnee today. I, well, we'll find out together because I don't remember his exact title, but he's a delight. We'll find out and together. And I look forward to seeing some more of it and we're looking forward to the rest of season two but for now we'll wrap this episode up Pawnee Zoo be sure to 
Give us a little listen, subscribe, rate on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, Spotify, wherever you listen to podcasts. Or you can just go to our website, parksrectpod.com. We've got all the episodes up on there. Or give us a shout on Twitter at parksrectpod, and you can listen right from the Twitter sphere. What more could you ask for? Until next time, Parks and Rec signing off.